creative project is like a marathon. But if you saw me, you would instantly know that I have never run a marathon in my life. Join me as I embark on a pseudo-marathon, a journey to create 365 podcasts, one a day for an entire year. Good evening. Your host MJ here. Did you like my new intro? I'm not I'm not saying I like it, but it's definitely different. And different can be good, so that's cool. I guess. I am here to bring you day twenty two. I'm three hundred sixty five. If I make thirty, I'm gonna like be so amazed with myself you don't even know. Here's day twenty two. Create a bridge. Connect two things in a creative way. It could be small enough for an amoeba or big enough for an elephant to cross it. Ooh, that's a challenge. See what I do. You're gonna have to bear with me on this one. I'm creating a bridge between two things that seem unrelated, but if you follow my reasoning, you will see. You will see the the bridge take shape before you. It's actually this is actually a realization I had today. I probably spent a bit too much time alone, had a lot of time to ponder things, and that's why. But here we go. I am relating horse injuries to getting laid. So I that's a little out there. As I said, you're gonna have to bear with me. This a little story starts back in um was it October or November? I'm gonna say oh you know what? It was the end of October. And I had to go to the city for a conference. On the way there, get a message from the neighbor that says, Is this your horse? And I look at the picture and it my horse is quite unique and I say, Yes, that's my horse. My horse was in his pasture several miles down the road and her shoulder was torn wide open. It was quite disgusting. It was a Friday. I was halfway to the city and I could have turned around. However, my neighbor said he had it under control. His girlfriend knows how to take care of horses. They'll look into it. And then my dad was going to be there uh, later to, to do any follow-up that needed to happen. So... You know, I was halfway to town. Let's keep going. <clears throat> Long story short, the horse had completely ripped open her shoulder. Uh, and it was very gruesome. So she went to the vet. And um, the vet removed quite a bit of skin. So it could all heal because uh, the skin was so badly damaged. I'd say that the wound itself was about, oh, I don't know, like two inches high and at least six inches long and about two inches deep like deep it went very far into her flesh it was quite gross and anybody who knew me when I was even 15 would be amazed at what I can do now because I used to be very squeamish however I I went out and I treated this uh, wound fairly often and um 
I've learned through years of experience actually that less is more with horse wounds and all that means is that you don't wash them too much you don't put too much stuff on them because you interfere with the growth process the best thing I actually found to do was to put a blanket over the horse so that she would stop licking it which I know is very disgusting but that's what I did and it started to heal quite nicely within maybe a month it had filled in halfway so that like an inch of growth on the inside but that it was still an inch deep and 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 looked gross it, st- it still had progressed however one day one morning she started to colic now if you know anything about horses horses colic somewhat easily and when they do it's an emergency also only a symptom of something else going on horses have uh, a smaller digest digestive tract and a little bit more room in their inside so uh, they call it it's a stomach ache more or less they start thrashing around it can cause their intestines to become twisted and it's just bad news so my dad takes her to the vet again and uh, the vet can't really tell what's going on, why she is colicking, got her a bunch of medicine and everything, and it's a, basically a wait and see. So we bring her home. One of the best treatments you can do for colic is to walk them so they can't thrash around. So I walked her for a while, but it was quite cold. It was probably minus 20 or colder. That's Celsius, because I'm in Canada. And eventually I got tired. I had to work the next day. I had to put her in a pen so she could, you know, so I could get some sleep and just hope for the best in the morning. She had, she seemed like she was still in pain. She was almost standing on top of me, but, but, uh, you know, life, like you got to find that balance, right? I go out in the morning quite early. She's not worse. She's not better. That's a little concerning. She should have slightly improved. On the other hand, not being worse makes me think, well, then maybe there's hope. <clears throat> I had to go to work that day. I come back. The horse is still about the same. And I was given some, by the vet, uh, some medicine to inject into her. That was um, a fairly serious painkiller. So I gave her that shot. And she wasn't thrashing around anymore, but she was in pain. She's pacing She's pushing on me when she comes up. Like, you can just tell she's not well. And and that's concerning me, but what do you do? Can't say, hey, what's wrong? So, the next morning, I go out again very early, 5 or 5.30 in the morning. And not only is she gone, she has plowed down a, a like, a metal part of a fence that was against like a six inch post in the ground and it's just it's just trashed so I don't know how she went through that but that's insane and uh, it's quite dark and cold in the morning but I walked the fence I found where she'd gone through the second fence into the second pasture and I walked and walked in the dark and after an hour and a half I found nothing I found trails of blood 
which means she probably ripped that shoulder open again, but she was just gone, you know. I didn't know what to do. I had to go to work. My dad found her once it was daylight. She was blindly stumbling around. She seemed really out of it. She had torn herself open even worse. So we made the decision to put her to sleep because it was fortunate enough she had started to recover the first time. This one, there was no coming back from. Plus, she seemed like there was something wrong with her, you know, mentally. The VAT suspected that maybe she had gone blind. I guess it's a condition that can happen in her breed. You know, I thought maybe she had some sort of brain tumor or something. And it was quite tragic. This was this was a horse that was the child of another horse I had. And this other horse I had um, was my favorite horse. I'd had to put her down about six years ago because this is kind of connected to the other end of the bridge. She was just horny all the time, this poor mare. I don't know if she backed onto a stick or something. She tore her vagina open in a really ragged, disgusting manner. Now, this was the middle of summer, and in the summer you're fighting insects. I did everything I could for that, but, I mean, it's her vagina. It was so disgusting, and she would rub on it every chance she got. No matter how I managed to build a fence for her, it was just not good enough. She always finds something to scratch any scabs off. And, you know, um, content warning, disgusting. It was full of maggots that I would hose out. And maggots can be good, right? They eat some of that dead flesh, but it was pretty overwhelming. And, I mean, it was pretty much a lost cause. I tried so hard with that mare. And we had to put her down, too. Because she was just in agony. Like, like imagine, like, just a busted open vagina with bugs in it and pain and itchy. And just, it's never getting better. So, so not only had I lost her those years ago, I had just lost her only child, her daughter. And I was, I was, I was pretty devastated. So that made a lot of uh, my weekends quite busy. Uh, previously to having to put her down, just caring for her, monitoring her dressings, you know, all of these things. Um, and then even after after I put her down, I was just very depressed about it because uh, it had been looking so promising and we'd gotten so far. So um, I'm kind of lucky right now. Uh, this is one of the many times I've told you I live with my parents, but they're gone on holiday. For two months, so I mean, house to myself, if you know what I'm saying, and uh, time, right? So I was kind of excited about that, but uh, I am taking care of the farm by myself, and and things are fighting me, which is bad enough when it's like the ancient tractor. That's kind of to be expected. However, this past weekend, I went out to the horses again. To feed them and found uh, a little baby horse. She's three months old and it's she was born really late. And she's this, she's never been handled, but her leg is really swollen and she can't walk on it. And she's down. 
which, I mean, I don't know what's going on. So I managed to get her up, and she can barely walk, and she's off by herself, and her mom is ignoring her because her mom is a see you next Tuesday. Just, uh terrible. So I'm like, I got to get this baby in and figure out what's going on. So I did manage to catch this wild little baby. A, she couldn't walk very fast, and B, when I kind of got the rope on her, she flipped herself, and I just jumped on her and, and put the halter on her and brought her in. However, I was, I almost was certain that she'd broken her leg. Um, it was her upper leg, and, and it just doesn't look good, but stall rest was the best I could do. And made a little pen for her. So this was on a weekend. And uh, the next day, not much change. But then the next morning, this leg bust open. And it had been very swollen. Like the skin just gave way and all this gunk came out. It's really gross. It's so friggin' gross. I won't post pictures because I don't know how to hide it or market it as graphic content. But it's... It's one of the most disgusting things I've seen. And I've been treating that. I'll be treating her all weekend. I have to give her medicine twice a day. It is minus 25 Celsius outside. So I have to make sure she has water. Because she's in a small pen that's not attached to the water. Make sure she has feed. And I've just got to watch her. Like make sure she doesn't go downhill. Because if she does it'll be quick. She's just a baby. So... There goes my weekend. Now maybe you're starting to see the other end of the bridge. The other end of the bridge is that like. I think these horses are up to something. Now they shouldn't sacrifice themselves quite so gravely. Like you know. Horse number one. You didn't have to tear yourself up. And go blind and get shot. Because you didn't want me to get laid. And this little sweet baby horse you know. We had to take one for the team, but you don't have to die. It doesn't have to be like this. I just realized that since I've been home, and almost every time I live at home, this crazy crap happens. And I didn't live here for many years, and there were just as many horses, and these tragic, disgusting things never happened when I didn't live here. But now that I live here, they are... I almost feel like, you know, this is a, a memo to my horses. Maybe just learn to ride in the snow or develop your telepathic powers and say, hey, spend time with us. Don't go on dates. Okay? And maybe I would that would make me pretty cool and I would listen to you. You don't have to go and make these disgusting wounds that give me basically post-traumatic stress disorder because I think about them too much and I want to gig. But I still treat them because that's my job. So that's my bridge between disgusting horse injuries and getting laid. bridge. Wow. I don't know if you could take an elephant across that puppy, but definitely an amoeba could. 
thought across that the link between those two concepts. Remember to check me out on Twitter at 50 Geeks Freed. I do have some really terribly disgusting pictures to show you. If you're interested, I would say just DM me, you know, slide into my DMs, and I'll slide some really disgusting photos right back at you. Um, but I'm not going to post them on my main Twitter because n- just no. Ugh. All right. Have a good night.